Lakatusa Prokitas Yalahash Rekoski Palaki Alabasandorabaluski Bakali and the Hisha Rabi Kapa Lakilimo Shandarabasoto Brekiskili Masande Ilamasabri Kilikush Kabalakade Yalahish Rasi Se Palaketo Seki Malakurie in the house Talaliabashea Rote Marukatai Kaliamasombro Lekes Kabale Katoskea Resus De Bayali Kapala Lekatos Seriana Hasaya Lake in the Mamasondo Broke in the Masobrek in the Masore Baliani Hesheri Basalia Lakedos Ebalia Rote Sete Marika Prala Ketosa Brenda Hasta Marika and the Hasha Malibre the Kuske Bala Kando Rubalus Eteri and the Hasha Rekina Soto Preba Dasa de and the Hasha Male Bredo Soto Breki de and the Hash Anta Brene Ketosa Rada Sadae Marukataya Oh, stay, stay. Baruke liyanda hashta, liyanda hashta. Reketo zebranda halia, baso breketosa. Made soto breketos enda liyanda hashta. Malibranda kados eke kapaba lakutos ento liyalabasha. Radoske prebadoso te breketosa yalihisha. Malibre lakutos ete malika breyanda hashta. Mareso bredakusa teriyanda hashta. Rostesti masubre baso and the hash, Igres and the Masuzebais, Estile Masoya, the hash, Talia, Radesco, Brezaila, Kialabasha, Mamandose, Protestato, Serian hash. The Bible says that it's in the place of the family, the unity of the family, that it does what? It says it commands his blessings. Who knows that scripture? In the book of Psalms, who knows that scripture? He said that is where he commands his. He, he, he didn't say he releases his blessings. He didn't say that he he commands his blessings. Do you know what that means? He said that is where he commands his blessings. He commands it. Who issues a command? As a king, is the head of the army, the captain. But this particular captain is a different captain. He's the captain of the angelic hosts. The host of heaven. You know, he's talking about the armies of heaven. The one that commands them. You know what the centurion says? He says, I say to one, come, he comes. One goes, he goes. All they just need to hear is what? Come. All they need to hear is go. He said, I command my blessing in the place of the unity of the family. What greater place than here? Amen. What greater place than in this place? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for open heavens. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your outpouring. Maligre mo sabrele keto shadra ina masete. Ratoske kapapa desete. Marike ndarianda hasha. Mazesta barosete ya. 
oceans of your love that cannot be resisted. Streams and melts that bitterness. Floods of your glory that uproots. Malusha Breva Lukataya, Igraisata Bresa Bresa in the Hasha. He say in the days of your power, 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 your people shall be willing. That's your word. 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 And the Hash Cabra de Soste Bayan de Hesh. Malika Brosekea said your word is like hammer. Marike Bosa by Andesha. He breaks, he breaks, he breaks, he breaks. Ekali Amadosa Tema Yuna Bakasaria. Ekanda Rabosa Ba. Risa Tabresha Nianahas. At the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Kaliba Sutabari Katase Teri and Hush. Kaliash. The center of it all. E Kalamadosi Tobre. E Kalamadesa Tori Abashia. Reko Dasita. Yes, we see you. Only you, Jesus. Only you. Only you. Rekata Sataya. Only you, Jesus. Only you. Yes, we know there is power in your name. Yes, Jesus. Sadaila Makado Sita. Baradeko Tosia. Rekato Sabrena Hasha. Brenda Masoto Brenda. Rikazanda Riana Hasha. Roste Teriana Hasterika Riana Hasterika Matos. Yes. Yes, yes, Lord, yes, 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 it's you that we see. Yes, you see, it's you, it's you, it's you, not those differences. That's what we see, that's what we see, that's what we see, that's what we see, that's what we see. Yes, yes, there's power, there's power in your name. Power to make a new, power to live again. Now, power to become a Yes, yes. Jesus, yes, Lord, yes, 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 We see you, Lord. We see you in our yes, We see you in our lives. We see you in our yes, it's you that we see. We see no man. We see no struggle. We see you. We see no pain. We see you. We see you. We see you. We see no darkness. We see you. We see no difference. We see you. You are one. You are one. We are one in you. Yes. Yes. Yes, Jesus. Yes. 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 Yes, you are bigger than every trouble. You are bigger than every doctrine. You are bigger. 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 You are bigger than every struggle. You are bigger. You are bigger. You are bigger. Yes, Jesus. Call him Jesus. Jesus. 
might be wondering at the same we make this man come talk about unity of faith what is going on here i didn't plan this i just wanted to come in here and maximize my time because i think i have a lot here but the more we were worshiping i felt that the lord is speaking about breaking fallow grounds i felt inside of me that that's what he's saying that man's focus need to change that man's focus need to be taken to focus upon him like in the days that the children of Israel were in the wilderness the Bible says that they were beaten by serpents they were beaten they were dying in their numbers they had issues that was taking their lives but God told his servant to mold a frozen serpent he said hang it up there he said for as long as they look for as long as they focus on him for as long as they gaze upon him he said that they will not die they will not die they are removed from their pains they are removed from their differences from the things that held them back from the things that are taking their focus away from the I am that I am the one that is great the one that is awesome the one that has come to grant us salvation this day that's all we are doing breaking every fellow glance in the hands of the people that this day you will see Jesus and nothing else but as you turn to your left that the man that you see the woman that you see the lady that you see the gentleman that you see by your side oh you refuse to see his inadequacies not because they are not there because they are covered by the blood of Jesus you see Jesus you see Jesus you see Jesus you see Jesus that's how our unity is being stirred up and in the place of unity there is power Father we thank you this morning and even you you begin to look less at yourself I don't know why you came this morning did you come just because your friend will be here or did you come because there's an expectation in your heart focus on that this morning the lifter of your head is here trust me the lifter of your head is here there are things that make us bow in pain and shame but when the lifter of your head is available I don't know I don't know who can put that head down and that is why your focus is not on you today your focus is on Christ Jesus your focus is on what he has come to do for you and I on the cross of Calvary your focus is that he might empower you to live the life that he has called you and I to live praise the Lord quickly let's open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians chapter 4 we'll look at verse from verse 12 I said verse 13 but let's go from verse 12 do we have it Ephesians 4 if you have it quickly read so that will be fast this morning I don't want anything that will delay us you are permitted please sit you can sit if you have it please read go on for the perfecting of the saints Continue. 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of what? Of the stature of the fullness 
of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, another translation talks about maturity, right? Okay, let me even continue. Since you gave me 14, it's still in order. That we henceforth be no more children. After what? After those things that we just read has happened. This verse is consequent to what we just read. He said what? That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. You know, because God knew that there will be wind of doctrine, even in the church. Do you know that? He said there will be wind of doctrine. You know what wind is? Wind just blows, right? It they blow anyhow. If you run, go close this window. The thing will be blowing from here. Has it happened to you before? And that's how doctrines are. What are doctrines? Does anybody have an idea? Doctrines. Can anybody give me your own way? Quickly. Yes. Is what, sir? Set down rules. Yes. Any other one? Give me more. Believe. Set down rules. Set down beliefs. Patterns. What do you say, sir? Patterns. Patterns. I, I like this. So sorry. I hope you guys don't mind the way I'm doing it. <laughs> Let's relate. I think it's a little bit. You help us because some topics can be dry. <laughs> Doctrines are also rules that become tradition and culture. Oh, beautiful rules, patterns, beliefs that become what? That that is very very crucial for me. They become traditions and what structures oh rudy see when i know league of champions you guys you always know grammar now the problem what i get anytime i come here yes sir denominational dogma oh hey but i see the problem where would they get here this man throw it on he said denomination dogma dogma now some people go begin break down dog before they go reach the ma is he the mother of the dog is that what we are talking about dogma you know things that you stick to come rain come shine are we understanding it so that's what doctrine is so we have doctrine even in the church but sometimes we need to question our doctrines i'm not saying challenge your authority but i say question your jesus did that at the age of what he entered the temple the bible said he began to do what with the, and he opened Bible. The people listen, you know. <laughs> In fact, the man did it so well that his parents forgot him. If you can read the scriptures. When they were going, they forgot that they came with a 12-year-old. They have gone how many miles? There is something about those things. And that's what we are looking at this morning. And I've read that text this morning. I want us to also look at another portion of this. We'll come back. We'll keep coming back to this. Okay, I didn't finish. He says what? About every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. Slate is what? Another word for slate. We did church, but we did school. Let us understand. Slate, another word for slate. What? Tricks. Lies. Schemings of men. Okay. That what? And cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Do we see today? Are there doctrines that we see? We know that when you test it with the word of God, this one knows to stand. Am I correct? Sorry, as I was speaking this pigeon, do you people mind? Is this distorting your record? <laughs> you know, whenever I come to League of Champions, look at your name. First and foremost, League. What does, what does the word League mean? Do you know it has a lot to do with what we are studying today? 
a gathering of people that have common goal, cause, league of champions. See, it didn't even just say gathering of people. League of what? So let's begin to even break down chaps. You know, some of us, sometimes we need to be defining this name sometimes. So when you walk in here, you understand why you came here. That you didn't just come here because just, I just move, just, you know, move, just. No, he said it's a gathering of what? Champions that have something in common. But you're not just any kind of champions. Do you know that? Last week I was teaching in the, the parish on the other side. And, and I focus was on what happened at the Valley of Ella. At the Valley of Ella, one of the things that comes to your mind was David and Goliath, right? Some of us don't even know that's the name of the valley where they fall. But we know David and Goliath battle, right? And I told them one thing when I was studying. One of the things that was striking that came out to me was that that the valley of Eli. You know, most often we say this is the place where champions are made. That's the common word we use. But I think God twisted my brain a little bit. I said, no. He said the valley of Ella, that place, that battle from that place, that thing took place. It was a valley between two mountains. So it's about, it's a battle between two mountains. You know, in life, you take mountains. That's what you set out to do every day of your life. And most of the time, sometimes you come down the mountain, but you must climb the mountain if you must remain relevant in the scheme of affairs. Sometimes it happens to us, we step down the valley, but you strive to conquer another mountain. And he said something. That the valley of Eli is not, is not a place where champions were made. It's a place where champions are announced and enthroned. The champions were already made before they came to the valley. Go and read the account of Goliath. There's a portion of that scripture in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. If you read the entire chapter 17. He was giving us the CV of Goliath. That from childhood he has been a man of what? Is that not what the scripture says? You know, for the first time, God took me back to some chapters behind that battle. And that was the CV of, I can't remember, is it chapter, it's chapter 6 or so. That was the CV of David. For the first time, you know, every time we think of David, the small David before he was anointed, and when he was anointed secretly, we only know that he plays the harp and he takes care of the sheep, right? He slew the lion and what? The bear. But do you know, in that CV, if I have time, when I finish, I'll give you the verse. He said that when he was talking about David, he now mentioned that he was a man of war. I couldn't believe it. Do you know even his family didn't know that he was a man of war? Why? Because he was at the backwaters taking care of sheep. That's how some of us seated here today. You don't even know that you have been prepared for battle. Some of you are preparing, the serious ones, you're preparing. You're doing things that people don't even know in the open. So David already by that statement was already a champion. But even his family didn't know. That's why when they came to anoint, his father brought out the ones that he believed that. If not this one, Eliab tall. Eliab Gadamozu. Eliab full ground. That was why when they went to war, it was his brothers that went, right? But where did he go back to? Until the day the father said, take provisions to them. But that was the day God decided to do what? Announce him and enthrone him. He was already a champion. They didn't know. That was why when he began to talk and question and challenge Goliath, the brother, what, what are you doing here? Is this what we know you're always mischievous? Why would you come here and begin to ask questions? Will you go back and take care of the sheep? Did you ever read how they spoke to him? Maybe you have been spoken to derogatively. And you leave your sense of what? Or self-what? 
when you step every time you step into this place or you have anything to do with league of champion have it at the back of your mind that you're a champion already i'm not whining you i'm telling you the reality that some of you don't know that you need to know so put that position that you're in there is something you have something of purpose bring it here everywhere you find yourself whatever platform that has something to do with league of champion that you're supposed to play in play in that place boldly because you have something you're already a champion you're coming here to be announced and to be enthroned you don't understand you didn't get it okay no problem let's proceed let's proceed so i coming here today my coming here today is not a misnomer we are coming together as a family to talk about something that is vital to us as a family. We all come here with different interests, different giftings. Am I right? But there's one thing that the Bible talks about unity. It says it makes power available. So when you come here, let's not be pushed about by those doctrines. There's one thing and that was why I kept singing that song. Our focus is Christ. Our focus is what? Christ. One of you wrote something to me. I was communicating with a person concerning this service. And I found it that it was profound. And I was trying to pick her brain and send some things to me. I'll read a portion of it. If she doesn't mind. <laughs> I say unity of faith exists. Because faith is the response of, to revelation. And revelation is one. One. What was that song saying? At the center what? Of it all. Is you that I see. Who is the you that is talking about? One. The one God. Jesus that gave us access to this one God. I said revelation. Of course being who God is. And the salvation purchased by us. For us sorry. By Christ Jesus. See there is one God. One mediator. Between God and men. You know, I read this thing and I tried to sample opinion, I tried to study. And there's always this argument whenever it comes to the issue of unity of faith. People always ask, is it possible that the church can be one that unity of faith that's... <laughs> whether you're in worshipping with an orthodox church, whether you're worshipping with the... Is it really possible? Why? Because of the issue of doctrine that we took time to talk about. But one thing I've realized with God... God doesn't care about those doctrines. Though. When I say doesn't care, doesn't mean that he's rubbish. He's focused because he knows that he told you there will be every wind of doctrine. He said there will be different things coming up. But you and I that are focused should, should remain unbroken on one thing that cannot be denied anywhere. And for me, even if we don't get to any conclusion of this thing that we're talking about, are we talking about Christ here? I've been the one mediator between us and God are we speaking as of God as the one God that we all serve there are other things that will come remember we say doctrines are set rules dogmas what are all the things they call it you know principles sometimes beliefs and they say they, they end up forming traditions and structures in which people package themselves and what I will say is if this thing is leading you to this God, 
if this thing is not taking you away from this God, then you're in line. Praise the Lord. If you go further down, it says, The acceptance by men of this one God revealed, one God revealed economy of salvation is what is called faith. And the unity resulting from the attachment of men to the one revealed divine order is the unity of faith. But I'll go further to say this. Let's look at unity. What is unity? Let's break down those two terms a little bit. And then we'll begin to... Unity, I say biblically speaking, unity is oneness of purpose. Oneness of purpose. Not sameness of persons. You cannot have same persons. Even identical twins have something that what? Delineates them or differentiates them. Am I right? Do we have any identical twins in the house? Is there any? Is there any? No, none. <laughs> it is not sameness of persons but oneness of purpose so what is the purpose that is key what is the purpose and when you're talking about this purpose we are talking about the fact that we are one that we have just one father the same son the same spirit as a father, I believe in the triune God. The Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the words. I'm sure you have learned it here. <laughs> and again, I said, God composed the three co-equal persons who are one in essence. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are one in essence. They have the same essence. You understand what essence means? But they have distinct words, personalities. They have the same essence, but distinct personalities. If we go back to the book of beginning, Genesis chapter 1, what did it say? Who can remind me that popular verse of the scripture? It said in the beginning, and, and, and the spirit of God God created, God the Father. But the Spirit's job is to do what? It brings life. Now I was trying to understand there are some, there's no need boring us with all those Greek and the Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrew meaning of some, some words. The Spirit there, they, they try to go to the root word and they say it, it has to do with wind, breath. Wind, breath. That's why he said that the spirit brooded upon the face of the deep. And God said what? But when it was time to save the world, what happened? When it was time to change the way salvation is going, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit came together and they decided to send who? One of them that came as what? Man. Don't get confused. <laughs> so they are both, they, are, they, are, they, they all have the same essence, but they have their words, uniqueness. 
they have things, deliveries, just like every one of you here. You're different. You're members of this body. Am I right? But you're different. You even come from different families. Even those of you that come from the same family, there's always something that differentiates you or distinguishes you. Praise the Lord. And then he goes further. I said, unity is being tied together by the same purpose. Unity means what? Sharing the same divine essence of divine nature. It is not getting everybody to be the same. It is to get people to be on the same page towards a legitimate goal. Being on the same what? Page towards a legitimate goal. What are the pointers to unity that some of us can make reference to? Ordinarily. Number one, the things of nature. What did um, integrated science teach us about plants in relation to human beings? Can we remember carbon dioxide and oxygen? It was like a cycle, right? They need carbon dioxide. Then they create, then they help us get what? And then when we exhale, what do we exhale? It goes that it's not useless. The plants need it. Meanwhile, we need the oxygen that they don't need. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Can you use it to explain unity? Getting people to be on the same page towards a legitimate goal. That's why they keep screaming these days, plant more trees because of the issue of the ozone layer. Man has done things that is depleting nature, the cycle that God has put in place. Second example, marriage. Can we see unity in marriage? They say the two shall become. Even that one, they begin to have children. Children will come into play. Am I right? That's another thing. The children, are they the same with the parents? But yet they exist in the same family. They have something they bring to the family. The father has something he brings. The mother has something he brings. The child has something he brings. We see unity. God does not walk in aberration. We also see the Godhead that we have explained. God the Father, God the Son. He used himself as an example to us. And then when two or three gather in my name, many times we see it in scriptures. What does it say? Can you conclude it? When two or three gather in my name. What does that tell you? Unity. So God desires unity. God desires unity. You know many times in the book of Acts of Apostles, they say when they were in one accord. Am I right? They were in one and what happened? That is what attracts it. Unity. One accord. One accord. Let me read one, one example. My time is flying like. <laughs> let, me read, let me read this example in the book of Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. There is something he says there that is very strong. Acts chapter 4. Let me read. Um, let me just jump forward. Verse 23. He says, um, and Peter and John were released. They returned to their to their, to their own people. Look at what they said. To their own people. If you read that, you think they went to their family. They actually went back to the church. He said they returned to their own. I'm reading the Amplified Version. He says they returned to their own people and reported everything that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Oh, sovereign Lord. They began to pray. They began to pray. They began to pray. Skip further down and go to um, verse 29. 
Oh, verse 31. It says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting together was shaking. A sign of God's presence. And they were filled, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness and courage. He said they were released from prison. The first place they ran to, he said to their own people. But when you read it, they went back to the church. Praise the Lord. League of Champions is your own people. Amen. The church across the road is your own people. You don't understand what I'm saying. They went to their own people. I said when they were together in one accord, they prayed. So it means that there are many times we pray, nothing happens. It's because we are not one. He said they prayed. The place they were praying was what? Shaking. I said it was an evidence of the presence of God. Praise the Lord. And if you go further down to our study, faith, let me quickly run through it. Time. <laughs> the term faith, a Greek word, pistis, trustful acceptance of Christ. Trustful acceptance of Christ. When you trust and accept Christ, you can all saving faith, a common belief in what? Christ. When you have a common belief in what? Christ. Our common belief in Christ. On the other hand, one faith can signify what? The unified body of Christian teaching, wholly consistent with itself and general biblical teaching otherwise. There are a number of passages that use pistis. You can read that no time. Acts 6, 7, Galatians 1, 23, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9. In the context in which we speak, it is the body of Christ. This context that we're talking about, the unity of faith, you're talking about the body of Christ, our garden here. It is the body of Christ, the aggregation of believers, irrespective of their denomination, race, individual callings. People that have that what? Trustful acceptance of Christ as Lord and Savior. I put one or two definitions. What is this unity of faith from the things that we have said so far? We can deduce that it is identifying and being in alignment with God's perspective of will. Identifying and being in alignment with God's perspective or will. Once you are in alignment with God's perspective or God's will, his perspective concerning this matter, are you in alignment with it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you in alignment with it? Number two, it is safe to say that God is less interested in us getting all doctrine correct than he is in us aligning our will and actions to do what he requires. In this sense, unity of faith is not unity in doctrine, but rather unity in purpose. Love God, love our enemies, love our neighbors sacrificially, unselfishly. Number three, the knowledge of the Son of God has always been complete and perfect. But ours individually in the world, the world of imperfection, imperfect minds, trying to grasp the perfect knowledge of God. From time to time, carnal ideas distort the right perception of the truth. It is for this reason that people have conjectured different interpretations of scripture. 
To correctly perceive truth, one has to be led by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Can you give me um, John chapter 17, verse 17? John 17, 17. If you read through it, he said, <laughs> Sanctify them. God, Jesus was praying for you and I. He says, Sanctify them with what? Your truth. He said, For your word is what? Truth. What is truth? Can anybody tell me? Sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. So God's word is the truth. That's why I said, I said, he's not so interested in doctrine. The truth, is he emanating from his word? Is he what his word says? Because the scripture is very open to misinterpretation, whether I like it or not. People give different interpretations. Have you heard people talk about angels? People have had revelations of angels. Do you know that? My revelation of angel might be different from pacifism. But if I begin to make it a doctrine, there is a problem. Except the ones that are founded. You know Paul at a point said there are many things that he can't even speak. He said because he knows that it's going to cause problem. God leads us at different levels. But what the problem man has, because we are still in this world, he said you're not of the world, but you're what? In the world. We have not reached perfection. That's what this, that scripture says. That was why he gave us those fivefold ministries. What were they? The first scripture we read. The fivefold ministries. Teachers, apostles, apostles. I'm not saying it in the order it came. Pastors. We are not teaching on that today. Pastors who? Prophets. Evangelists, right? Are they complete? He says for the what? Edification of what? The church. What is the meaning of edification? What does it mean to edify? To build. God bless you, sir. To bring to light. To expand. To bring, make us what? Understand. That's why they are there. Because of time, I'm going to skip a lot of, a lot of things that I have there. Let's begin to look. How do we come to that point of unity? How? How? In all my studies and findings, I find out that the greatest is what? Is actually love. First Corinthians chapter 13. But because of time, I really wanted to take time for us to break it down. Because I realized that love, it, look, where did, where did Paul talk about love? Immediately after what? First Corinthians 12, talking about what? You know, most of the times, most of us think that the spiritual gift is a sign of maturity. It's important. See, if there is one person that really, I will dwell, I will really do a lot for the gift, is me. So don't. I'm not ridiculing it. I'm not saying, hey, we don't talk. Out. Why they can't they disturb us? I'm going to all leave us. The people they permit in the professor. No. It is one thing that the Bible says you, you and I should do what? Covet. In fact, covet seems to be a stronger word than desire. Am I right? For English, English language. He said covet. Everything. Say don't covet. Don't do this. Don't do that. This is one thing that God said covet. And in fact, I think a translation said earnestly. He not just say covet. He can't add earnest. Do you know what it means to be earnest? Oh, yeah, now. Persistently, he said, Pursue our more. 
But make it be careful. If I'm teaching it, I will tell you the way they go push you up. Make sure it's from the Holy Spirit. You know, he, it wasn't a mistake. You know why? Is it, I don't, is it 1 Corinthians 1, 7 or 7 words? Paul was telling them, he, he said the Corinthian church, he said you're, he said you, you lack nothing. Go and read about the, the, the churches. The Corinthian church was loaded. I think they are one of the most loaded when it comes to spiritual gift. But do you know that they had a lot of rancor? That's why, that's what Paul is saying. So when I said that spiritual gift is not, is not just the evidence of maturity. You know the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives it to whom he but he says you and I should hunger after. Maybe if he looks at your hunger and the way, the zeal, he releases to you. I know another funny thing about the gift. The Bible says that the gift and the callings of God are without what does that repentance mean? No, be repentance of coming to give your life to Christ. So, you know they take him back. And that's the most dangerous part of it. But some of us don't know. It's the most dangerous part. Because people still have that giftings. Especially those of us that are seem to be in the creative, creative world. It's there. It's there. You have missed it, but the thing still did there. How many of us have ever read the book? God's general, Robert Lyldon, or watch the series. You read the accounts of some men, you go weep. As a man, Brainerd or so. So gifted with what? Healing. So gifted. I think that account said it was so bad. When he died, he, it was a ghastly motor accident, I believe. And then he was shattered. They said they just lifted, they took his hand or so. And put upon his son or so that was dead. And he came back to everybody, he's gone. But he had a lot of warnings from great men of faith, like even Kenny Hagin, late Papa Hagin. Now, oh guy, you're moving out of line. Oh. This is the gifting, the, your calling. He started teaching. And because that wasn't his calling, he began to go into error. He began to, that's where this is, winds of doctrines. He did inside church. Oh. I'm saying church. Sometimes we think, oh, now that church, now them they preach, even our church. Where me are you there? And that is why there is a balance with the fruits of the Spirit. It talks about what? Character. Check now. Oh, God bless you. Very strong. So maturity is a key thing. If you read that scripture we read, it, maturity is one of the things that can help us stay with somebody from the other, the other church. That looks less spiritual. Tolerance. Forbearance. What is the meaning of forbearance? Can anybody tell me? I should actually round up now. <laughs> I should have rounded up since. What, what do you say, sir? Yes. You know, I was reading something about agape love. <laughs> Somewhere when I was searching, I said it's not about, it's not the emotional part of it. You know, we think, you know, love, we always believe is very, you know, it's part of your emotion. He said, no, he said, it has a lot to do with your, your will, your reasoning. That is why you will just choose to look away from Pastor Femi and you have even, like, forgiven him before he has even done the thing to you. If your emotion is in it, it's difficult. 
Because before you come to terms with what she did to you, what he did to you, then pray again to Holy Spirit. Ask God to give you grace to forgive her. You now see her again leading worship. Say, ah, ah, God. And people think you're crying and worshiping. They know you're crying that, ah, I should just leave her. Ah, ah, ah. They even gave her a microphone. Oh, God. Love is one of the strongest things that brings this unity to come. I wish I could read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He began to say things about love. I'm sure you people have dealt with it here. You can go back and read it again. He said, love is not this. Love is, in fact, there are some parts you read, you now ask yourself, am I really, actually ask yourself, am I really a Christian? No, really, because it's like, I've not really, I never practiced that place. You know, sometimes one of the things that I've realized in ministry is that when you gather like this, do you know expectations of people can cause the anointing to flow and not you? The expectations of people on God. So you step out there and God began to be, begins to do things. He could say, now the prayers we pray. No be am. Because there are certain things God has demanded you and I to do in the area of love that we have not even touched. Do you know it's in loving that person that they begin to drop some of those doctrines that they have held on to that is actually wrong? Do you, do you understand? They begin to drop it. Because this love breaks through every time. And I mentioned those things. I said forbearance. I said the word of God. We read John 17, 17. We talked about killings. I'll, I'll talk about your ability to kill everything that is self in you. And I said spiritual people die daily to their flesh. Daily, not once. Not on the day you gave your life to Christ. He said daily to their flesh and thoughts continually get filled with this. What? With the Holy Spirit. If you read... 1 Corinthians 15, 31, you see that. All who are on this path of dying to self daily, letting the spirit of Christ fill them, will one day grow into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen? Control your tongue. Now I'm giving you ways you can help this unity come to pass. Control your... You know, there's a scripture one time God had to give me. I saw it. I almost jumped out of my skin because I knew that I, I need this. Season, I need to deal with this this season. He said, "Watch the gate." He's not saying, "God, help me with my mouth now, with a prayer. Help me with my toy." He said, "Watch the gates of my what? Mouth. That means your mouth get gate. Oh, your mouth is gate already. It can't get gates." He said, "Watch the gates of my mouth." It's in Psalms. I'm talking now, my brain is because I'm trying to conclude and get out of here. Watch the gates. If I say, guard the gates of my mouth, guard it. Imagine asking God to guard the gates. Is there anyone here that needs God to guard the gate of his mouth? I will delight to ask. <laughs> guard the gates, the tongue, the tongue. Why? He says, it leads to the smallest member of your word. He said, but if you control it, you have mastery of your body. Praise the Lord. The things we talk don't do, it will never encourage unity in the body. Allow the Holy Spirit to have a free course in your life. And lastly, I'll say, engage in intercession that is driven by the Holy Spirit. If you read through the whole of that 
John chapter 17. Jesus was praying for the disciples. How many times? In verse 11, he said, that they may be one. Verse 21, that they may be one again. Verse 22, that they may be one. Verse 23, that they may be perfected in unity. Let's rise to our feet. More love, more power, more of you in my life. More love, more power, more of you in my life. Now we worship you with all of my heart now we worship you with all of my soul i will worship you with all of my mind you are my god oh you are my king you are my god oh you are my king just ask the lord for more love in your hearts this morning more love more love ask him ask him ask him the Bible says that love conquers all. Ask him. Ask him because we want his power. We want the League of Champions to be a place where his power is. And it will only come where there's unity in our midst. And that unity comes when you come with your purpose. When you deal with your individual issues that will come as a group. When you handle those things in your little corner, we come as a group. Ask God for more love, more love. More forbearance in your hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, that's all we pray this day. Father, we ask for unity. We ask for oneness even in the body of Christ. The body of Christ universal. That your love be multiplied to us. That we'll be able, King of glory, to become that which you have called us to be. Your church that moves with power. Your church that moves with might. In the mighty name of Jesus. Break every wall of inhibitions amongst us, O oh Lord. Father, let there be long suffering in our midst. Joy, tolerance in the mighty name of Jesus. Meekness in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, King of glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just pray for our daddy that the Lord has used? Can we just ask that the Lord will keep strengthening him?